Hello, socialites. Welcome back to the Social Studies Podcast with me, Joe Dombrowski, and At me, Gaspar Randazzo. Who's in a Roman costume today? I am in the Julius Caesar official look of uh, 354 BC. That Joe, that for you means before Christ BC um, yeah. or before Common Era, before the year zero. I am in the Julius Caesar. I don't have the crown on right now because my kids broke it, but I am in the Julius Caesar outfit. My students all day asked me if I was in the Jesus outfit. Very I different. Get it. But I see it. But they were very, very confused as to why I wore this, even though we've been talking about Rome for the last week. Speaking of G- ever since I moved to Seattle, like there's there's no where I grew up in Michigan, there's a lot of Italians. There's no Italians in Seattle. Like there's no Italian neighborhood. I can't find a good Italian bakery. If you got one, get at me. But so I I okay, we haven't recorded in a while. I got stranded because there was that crazy ice storm that I was texting you pictures of people falling down my street. Wait, we talked about that last week. On the pod? Yeah. We recorded Damn, last I week. I don't even gasp. I know I, this this holiday break for us as well as you guys, I'm sure, has been a cluster because Joe and I usually record every Tuesday, 8 30 Eastern. And the last few weeks we've just been like, hey, Saturday morning, you want to just do an episode? So we're it's just, Thursday right now. Which it's is Thursday off. at four o'clock. And it I feel like a sin to record right now. Yeah. Like my kids are up. I hear them like eating gar- garlic, eating <laughs> garlic. garlic. My little Italian children. No, I hear them eating candy. So the th- it finally thought on Christmas Eve and we were already not coming home. So we went to this diner that's right next to this fishmonger. And... There was a line, I'm not kidding you, probably 150 people deep outside the fishmonger, all Italians, all Italians. I was like, where are you? Like, where are you at when it's not Christmas Eve and you need to get a meal for the seven fishes? But <laughs> but yeah, it was kind of like Gasper would be here right now. No, no, I don't actually, I don't do fish, so I would not. Yeah, you Swedish do. fish. <laughs> anyway, Swedish. before we get any further... We're both on tour-ish right now. You can catch me starting at the top of February. I'm going to be in New Brunswick, New Jersey. With me. Gas will be at that one. After that, I'll be in Honolulu, then Spokane with Gas again. Toronto, Sacramento. The people have come for me, Gasper. And I did on the last episode of the podcast tell them that I was coming to LA. I guess I can be honest with podcast listeners. I am coming to LA. I am filming my special in Los Angeles on March 18th. Two shows. Not going to tell you where. I don't know if I've announced it by now, but keep your eyes out. It's happening. Then Denver, St. Louis, Vermont, Nashville, Austin, Philly, Charlotte, Madison. Get your tickets at MrDTimes3.com. And I will be in Staten Island, St. Louis, Boston, Rochester, New York, and more to come. <laughs> well, there you go. More Find news. it on Um, I got something to tell you that I haven't ever done before. I'm doing dry January. My goal is to not drink until after the special is filmed because I just want to be like laser pinpoint focused on everything for the special because I just... God, my hangovers are like three days at this point. It's terrible. But I'm telling myself if I really enjoyed it and I don't feel like I need to go back to that habit, then I'm not going to. I just think I might just be done drinking. 
Yeah, but see, it's crazy to me because you don't, you're not like a big drinker. I mean, maybe you are, but you don't yeah. really seem like it because when we're on the road, you don't really drink. You'll have no, like don't. two beers if that, but right. I wouldn't call that a drinker. Now, here's the thing. Great, great observation. One glass of wine and I am feeling the headache. Okay, swear. And a headache or a feeling a buzz? Uh, I had a buzz and a headache. And the next morning I'll feel like, ah, oh, shit, I had some wine yesterday, right? Couple beers, kind of the same thing, especially if it's draft. And then I start, and I can get through it. The hangover's not that bad. If I go like five, six, seven, it's bad. But then I started thinking about it. I'm like, why? Like, why am I even having, like, what's the point of having two? Like, if you're just going to have two, why don't you just have none? Yeah. You know, it's like, why am I even, it's like a waste of money, endless calories that I don't need, farts like nuts, and also like a headache that I shouldn't need. Bad sleep, it's like not worth it. As a non-drinker, it always like, it always like people like, oh, just get a beer with dinner. Like if I'm not, if I don't really drink, but if I'm going to drink, I don't want just, I don't like the taste of beer. First, if I'm going to drink something, I want like a Malibu Bay Breeze. I don't care that it's like a girly drink. They say that's delicious to me. If I'm going to drink something, I want it to taste good. You know? <laughs> what? A that's Malibu Bay Breeze? Yeah, it's delicious. What I'm is drinking, that? It's Malibu rum. And then like a little coconut, but I don't even like coconut. It's like a little. But you like a Malibu Bay Breeze. I don't, I don't know why I said Malibu Bay Breeze. I'm going to be honest with you, but I do like it. I've had it once in the Caribbean, but I felt like it's different in the Caribbean. Malibu Bay. I just feel like there's no point. It's like, there's no positives. There's only negatives. Like the worst arguments I've ever been in when I was drinking. Yeah, and I believe, all right, so look, Malibu is Malibu coconut rum, which is the rum, pineapple juice, and cranberry juice. It's honestly, it's just delicious. It's like a Capri Sun. (laughs) For adults. (laughs) Also, as in, like, all right, I don't drink. You know that. I don't, I'm not really a drinker, but if this, I'm not kidding you, Joe, I swear on everything. If I take a sip of wine, I'm talking a sip, I feel a buzz. Can that be possible that the smallest amount of alcohol could enter my bloodstream and buzz me? I'm going to say yes, because like there's such thing like tolerance is real. Like the more more you have to drink to get. Yeah, you have no tolerance. None. None. And you're also like not a big person. So there's not a lot to you to absorb it. So it probably goes straight to your bloodstream. Yeah, we talk about this. Did you know for a while the youth of today were soaking tampons in vodka and sticking them up their asshole to get drunk faster? Did you ever hear about that? Youth of today, I've heard of it. I don't know. I mean, I don't know the youth of today. I don't know anyone doing that, and I know some youth. I'm pretty sure it's the youth of today. (laughs) So wait, they were dipping vodka in a tampon and then shoving it up their ass. Shoving it up their asshole and getting, they were getting so fucked up, but you couldn't smell, like you wouldn't smell any vodka because your breath didn't smell like it. So you were just going to be like fucked painful. up in school all day and just, That's like yeah. when people do the butt chugging. I remember when Steve-O did the butt chugging. No, I saw Steve-O do it on Jackass in the early too, 2000s. Yeah. And I was like. For those of you who don't know, it's like you take like a funnel 
and you funnel it not in your mouth, <laughs> in the butt jug. You you funnel it in your boohoo and you chug it. That is that's a whole nother level of alcohol. But, but like I always like if like let's say my wife's taking a, a glass of wine. If I take a sip of it, I'm like, oh, let me try. It. As soon as it touches my lips, I'm like, whoa. Like no, I feel. Stop. I not, not as soon as it touches my lips, but as soon as I swallow it. I'm like, oh my God, like right away. And she's like, you're full of shit. Like, this is why, like, if I'm ever out, people are like, oh, I have a beer. I'm like, no, nah, I'm driving. They're like, you're not leaving for three hours. I'm like, I will be drunk with yeah, your one beer. Good. Did I ever tell you the story when I, my tongue fell out of my mouth? <laughs> so I got my wisdom teeth removed, right? You did. Oh, I told you this? And yeah, because I think my you tolerance told it on the pod. Oh, yeah, because going, my tolerance is so low, the doctors were like, the morphine they gave me like messed me up beyond messing up. And I thought my tongue fell out of my mouth because I spit the gauze out and it was red and I was freaking out. I was like, my tongue out of my mouth, my tongue in my hand. And they were like, ma'am, like to my mom, like, what's wrong with your son? Like, you know, like they were like, why is he this high? Like because of the medicine, but I yeah. had zero tolerance to anything. I don't even take Tylenol. You know that? I didn't know that. I take no medication. If I'm ever sick, I just do push-ups. Push the sickers right out of me. You are next level insane. <laughs> that's that's I, don't, not, I don't use credit cards on the internet. I don't do anything like that. You know what my dad does when he's sick? He doesn't take medicine either. He drinks Water. brandy. Oh. <laughs> he says brandy fixes it. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it just fucks you up. Speaking of illness, Gasper, holy shit. On my flight back to Michigan the other day, I sat next to this woman. Oh, you told me. <laughs> coughing up. I was texting you as it was happening. Yeah. She was coughing up a, her, not her lung, all of her internal organs. It was that deep, wet, gaggly cough. And my pet peeve for humans, pre and post COVID, everybody is when you disgusting swine humans of the earth cough in your hand. What the hell? Is, <laughs> what is this? But you're blocking it from this? the world. You're you're putting it. I literally am watching this woman. She's <laughs> and then she'll touch the screen and roll the window. It's like cough in your elbow like everybody knows how to. What what is this? Do you know what, what my son this? calls it? It's so cute. In school, they call it they call it the sneeze catcher. The, and whenever they go to sneeze, they just have to put their elbows out, but they call it the sneeze catcher. Whatever we got to do to make this work. But that has to also, be common as, sense. I, but, but I guess it's like I'm blocking it from going out into the air and no, it's just in my hand. No. And then I wash to, my hands eventually, hours eventually. later. Eventually. <laughs> God, I just, and I was just like looking at this woman. I was like, honestly... First of all, okay, here's the thing. The masks, whatever. When you're coughing, I'm, into I'm not, you're sneezing into I'm the not mask. one to judge. Yeah, I'm not one to judge. Okay, whatever. But you are getting on a plane. You know you're going to be in close proximity to a lot of people. And you know you got this gargly, disgusting, mucusy cough. Why aren't you wearing a, like, why aren't you wearing a mask? You just why, wear Just put it on. Put it on for the friggin' flight. Take it off when we land. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then my mom was like, well, why didn't you wear a mask? I'm like, I would have if I had one on me. Yeah, then I would have just thrown it out. I would have I looked at her and been like. Thank you. Which is, which kind of pisses me off that I would have done that because that's Seattle passive aggressive. And I hate that that's kind of like rubbed off on me a little. 
You know what they would have did in New York? Been like, you fucking jerk off. You Coughing in your goddamn you elbow, you dirtbag, you disgusting, degenerate piece of shit. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I'm going to go get the pilot and tell him to land this because of your disgusting germs flying all over the fucking cabin. No, nah, would, they would have been like, yo, cover your mouth, you dirtbag. For sure. <laughs> and then jerk off, of course. I'm freaking out of my, Oh. Before we cut to a commercial, I got one more thing to tell you. Then you guys were going to get into the emails. I swear to God, we'll get into the emails. Fran Dombrowski is freaking the fuck out about going to New York. Did she tell you? She, so your mom <laughs> did message me. She told me not to tell you. <laughs> but she told me to convince you that it's dangerous. I said, I don't need to convince him. Just open up any newspaper article. She goes, oh, I did. I read the news. Oh, what did she say? I think she said, yes. I, let me look. She said, I read the news. She thinks she's dead on convinced that we're going to be mugged on our way to the theater. It's a 10 yeah. minute walk. It's a 10 minute walk from the hotel to the theaters. Yeah, she told me about the muggings. She thinks we're going to be mugged. She thinks, of. oh, also she's convinced that she and I, she thinks she's going to be human traffic. I said, hey, respectfully, Fran, I don't think you're the target demographic, but you never know. And for everything, nurses are a hot commodity. There's there's a there's a big market out there for old ladies with titanium knees. I, I can't remember her Instagram name, and that's why I can't find it yet. Don't and I mean, when you find it, don't say it. it. Don't no, say that's it. That's why I'm saying I, I just yeah. found it. Okay, I found so it. She and she's scared of that. She thinks we're gonna be stabbed. She thinks it's all gonna be corruption. She told me we have to. She want she wanted me to Casper look at me in the face. She wanted me to pay for a driver for the week that's just at our hotel whenever we need to leave. I'm like, no. If the weather's bad, we'll Uber. Otherwise, we're walking. Like it's it's gonna be fine. It's not like criminals are like waiting outside the hotel to get uh, you. They might, but but huh. they, you'll be okay. You so this is what she said to me. She said, Gasper, I'm telling my kid that we have to be careful when you stay in the city because it's not safe. We got to watch ourselves. He's just laughing at me. Am I being crazy? My cousin who lives upstate and is raised in the city says it's shit down there, especially in Times Square. Am I wrong or am I right? And I said, you are a thousand percent correct. <laughs> <laughs> I said, it's horrible. I tell him all the time he doesn't believe me, but you'll be fine. Just don't go to any places that are bad. And definitely don't take any trains while you're here. Yep. Which, that's Listen, what I told her. I go, we're not taking brother, the trains. My brother lived in New York City his whole life. Well, half his life. And now he lives in Washington. He was here. And I, I even told him, I said, Joe, it's not the same city you grew up in. Don't take the train. Pay the extra 15 bucks and Uber yourself to safety. Because the trains are an absolute nightmare. They're dangerous. And he didn't. Oh, I thought he this took, was going he somewhere. Ubered. No, he Ubered. He was like, you're right. He's like, why the hell am I, I going to pay 15 bucks? I'm going to go down on a hot ass subway where everyone just, yesterday, a few weeks, a few days ago, someone pushed a two-year-old in front of a train. God damn. Yeah, it's sick. It's a sick, the, the subways are just like, as soon as those doors close, you hear like, stand clear of the closing doors, please. It's like the, the light goes off if you're crazy to just start popping off and being crazy. So yeah. it's like, the minute those doors shut, it's like, Yo, everybody, let me tell you something real quick. I just want to tell you, I have been blessed by Jesus. He has come yeah, I, in me with I, Satan. And <laughs> Satan is also inside of me. And right now I'm fighting an internal struggle between Jesus and the devil. And I'm going <laughs> to fist fight him on this train right now unless you give me money. 
And you're like, oh shit. And then he starts fighting Jesus and the devil at the same time on the train. That's wild. And that's a a personal experience. I hate it. I hate it. We're going to cut to a commercial and we'll be right back. And we're back. I got this one today from a fan in the DMs, actually. And I told them, I said, listen, you got to email it. We don't do the DM reading anymore. You got to email it. So I gave her it. I said, email us your crazy stories at the social studies podcast at gmail.com. But before we start, guess we got an awesome review on Apple podcast. I love oh. this one. I'm going to read it to you. It says, I, happen- I happened upon this podcast and have fallen in love. First of all, what a sentence that is. I happened upon. I happened upon this podcast and I have fallen in love. What year are we in and where are you from? Right. That's I honestly I want to say UK for sure. I happened upon this podcast and have fallen in love. It's like being in the teacher's lounge where there's a tiny bit of teacher talk, but lots of random topics and tons of laughs. I wish I worked with them. A great listen. I laugh every time. A great pick me up and helps me tackle my Mondays. I loved oh. that. Thank you. We're glad now that got, we're on the team. I got this DM from a first year teacher and I was like, baby girl, you got to send it in. So you guys all listen. Send in your crazy stories to the social studies podcast at gmail.com. Gas, this one's a little teachery. So buckle up, buttercup. Perfect. That's my specialty. Hi, I'm a first year teacher with a crazy story of how I randomly got let go the last day before break. Oh, that already sucks. That made me sweat just reading it. So over the summer, I had two choices. A district in my area that wouldn't tell me the greater school until after all the paperwork was signed or a private school that told me up front the grade level that I would be teaching. I had a great interview with the private school and they offered to match what the district would pay me if I went to the other school. On the contract, it said that they could terminate me at any time. But since I'm a first year teacher, I didn't know any better and I signed anyways. Fast forward to the Friday before PD week, I found out that my class wasn't ready and that I would be moving into a cleaned out computer lab as a temporary solution. So then I had a week to make a computer room, a first grade classroom, all while going to PD meetings and trying to learn the curriculum. Just a quick stop before I keep going. For those of you who aren't teachers, for non-teachers, for those of you who are not teachers, PD stands for professional development. It's usually a day or a week where they do training for, it sucks. It's training, training for teachers on how to be a better teacher. It's usually a bunch of bullshit. Sometimes it's just some person and you're like one of your peers who read a fucking article. (laughs) Hey Joe, do you want to laugh? Do you know I was the PD coordinator for a year? Can you imagine getting PD from me? I would just get up there and be like, Listen, guys, I don't, none of this works. I'm telling yeah. you the truth. They're like, you can't say that. I was like, oh, it works, but don't do it. And they were like, don't say that either. It was every day. But anyway, so go ahead. When I did my, because I, you know, I have my master's in administration. So mm-hmm. I had to do an internship under my principal and I had to run PD for a year too. And every time I would do it, I'm like, you're such a fucking phony. Well, that's the thing. Like I get up and I'd be like, Guys, think pair share. And they were like, how do yeah. you think pair share? And I'm like, yo, it doesn't matter how I do it. It's how I'm telling you to do it. What? Let's talk about our KWL. What do we know about Nothing. this topic already? What do we what want to know? What can you guys know? teach me? Because I what don't are know we, What are we wondering in our minds? I hate that <laughs> shit. 
Anyway, okay. All right. And the other so thing I got to say before we keep going is I have to tell this girl, I'm so sorry. I have, n- I really have no sympathy for the whole, I got put into a computer lab thing and had to turn it into a first grade classroom before like that, like your first year teacher girlfriend, that's just common practice. Like nobody gives a shit about you. Like also that's like the kiss of death when you get a room of computers in it, because it's like, now try to engage these kids who all have the most addictive device in front of them. Go. The last year that I taught before that I before I left for when I was teaching kindergarten, my room was the old library that was they turned into a makeshift classroom and the room was shaped like an L. So I might I would teach on one side and the kids could be dicking around on the other side. I wouldn't have a goddamn clue what they were doing the whole time. Like this whole turn a space into a classroom thing is so it's such a common thing. That like to for a first year teacher to complain about it, it's like, oh, honey, you ain't seen nothing yet. You know, yeah, I've taught in supply closets. You've seen that room. I teach in. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the oh, God. Here we go. I accomplished. OK. And also, by the way, girlfriend, we love you. I'm not I'm not hating on you. I'm just telling you, like, woe is me. That's how it is. It's going to get worse from here. Trust me. I accomplished all of that. The first day of school, I came and I ended up with a special needs student who would scream, run out of the classroom, hit, throw things and so on as I'll do that along with the other 23 students being in the classroom at the same time. Yep. Also, nothing to complain about. Pretty normal. The first month was absolute chaos. I was constantly having to call the counselor and my principal to help me with the student. They helped me and allowed for the parent to hire to sh- to hire someone to shadow him around school. Honestly, they were just a glorified babysitter who I had to tell how to do everything. Not only wait, they wait, wait, hold on. private school well, parents can hire a person from the outside to shadow a kid with no credentials of educate, not a para. This is like a private para. This is like a bodyguard. Gasper, when I taught in private school, the kids' therapists from not even associated with the school would just come to the school and be able to just like do an in-school observation and stuff. I was like, uh uh, no, no. I'm not coming, <laughs> I'm not coming to your little couch cushion therapy room and watching how you, you know, say, tell me how you feel. But you're coming up in my class doing this because why? No. I don't even remember what this email is about. <laughs> I know. I got to keep going. So Sorry. they had a para. I mean, I, honestly, they were just a glorified babysitter who I had to tell what to do. Not only, not only that the school schedule was on a block schedule with periods, these first graders also had classes such as dance, chess, PE, music, and Armenian language seven times <laughs> a week as what? well i had to teach them how to use chromebooks for the first time and teach them how to use a brand new online system called Capit that was expected to this? be used in place in in place of our phonics five times a week it was first grade as well i absolutely had to use all six yes six workbooks every single day for learning now this is not com- this is common too when i taught in private school they had French, Latin, just like nuts ass shit. It was, it was wild. But what are they, and they're getting like a little bit of each or are they like coming out? Yeah, it's like one day a week. It's like, that's their, that's their um, electives. Yeah. That's cool though. I barely learned Italian. Did I ever tell you how much the school I worked at cost per year per I'm student? I'm going to say 48,000. 38,000. That's a good guess. 
That's insane. <laughs> That's more than, do you, you know that when I went to college, I went to community college, it cost 4,000 a semester. So That's 8, amazing. Dude, when you told me that you went to community college, I was like, God damn, he did it right. No teacher should ever okay, so go to I a university. Did it, here's the thing. I did it right and I did it wrong. I did it right because I left with zero student loans. It cost $4,000 a semester. So eight, six, twelve. So my whole college four years cost me $32,000, you know? And I was fortunate, like my parents paid for it because it was community. My brother went to an away school. He had to take out student loan. You know, it was like $25,000 a year. So like I had no student debt. I had no, but the only thing is like, I had none of that experience of like living on my own, going to the parties and all that stuff. Like I didn't do any of that, but because it was community college and it was in the community I lived in, when it came time to like student teaching and stuff, they had the hookup with every single school. Everybody knew everybody. And they were just like, where do you want to go? Like, we'll get you in. So it was like so easy. And then I had friends who went to like upstate New York and they had to like try to come back and like, hey, can I student teach? And they were like, well, who are you? You know, like, so I definitely benefited me being in New York City. But like, I just missed out on all that fun stuff. But I didn't care really. And I did study abroad. So like. Argument. You know, devil's advocate you could have gone to a community college that was a bit farther and then lived there and paid however much to live around campus and still got the on my own experience i could have but now i'm 33 with two kids. yes so, so we're i don't like, know how my wife would feel about that <laughs> let's just say this it all worked out yeah it all it's all good I became this a girl's going to kill us. We can't get through this. Oh, yeah. No, your email's great. We're really loving it. We're reading it. Fast forward to October. I'm finally getting the hang of things. And they let me know on Monday that I needed to move into a freshly renovated library as my classroom by the following Monday, which might I tell you has no storage except for cubbies that I requested. I did as they requested, knowing the room would be rather messy since I had a week and would be teaching. But the room turned out to be beautiful, actually, when I was all done with it. Then in November, I finally get into an actual behavioral interventionist to help me with that student. Things are starting to get better. But then I get an email from my boss with 14 different things that I needed to grow by December 21st and that they were hiring the teacher who just retired literally in her 80s and didn't want to be there anymore, to mentor me. I sobbed to my coworker, feeling so completely overwhelmed and confused, but I pushed on. The mentor teacher came in and started making me make changes with things on the walls, butting into every lesson that I gave so that she could tell the kids a cool story that correlates with what I was teaching. I kept asking for feedback, and she kept saying that I was doing fine for a first-year teacher and that I'm not expected to know everything. Another quick segue, if you don't cry your first year, you're not doing it right. And if you don't suck your first year, you're lying to yourself because everybody sucks their first year. When I look back in hindsight at how I was the first year, I'm like, I let kids do that. I let kids get away with this. Like Preach you look it. back and you're like, this is nuts. Cause now I'm like a kid walks in with an so I'm like, sit down. And I'm just like, yeah, I know better. And back then I was better. like, let me sit and reason with you and try to understand yeah, the there's, sociology there's no more reasoning. I'm just no like, more reasoning. sit down. This nope. ain't going to happen. Yeah, that's not going to fly. That's not going to fly. But the fast forward to December. 
I'm feeling much better. I finally got the trust of the parents. I'd built deep relationships with the staff and the students. But on December 21st, our last day before winter break, my boss texts me to come up to her office after student drop-off. I came into her office with HR on Zoom, and they told me that they decided to go ahead and let me go because I wasn't a good organizational and instructional fit. Mind you, I was loved by the entire staff, students, and parents, and my students were thriving. On the last spelling test that we did, 22 out of 24 students received 95% or higher. I was crushed, but I recently found out that they are hiring a, lar- a long-term sub to replace me who has absolutely no credentials prior to or prior teaching experience. Experience. Which Upside means it's probably, face. which means it's probably a relative of someone Nepotism who's a higher up, runs and they're rampant. like, "Oh shoot, we need a spot." Hey, first year teacher, you suck. Sorry, we're gonna get rid of you, even though you don't suck. But we'll just anyway. I, I now have no job in the middle of the school year, and that's what I get for going private. Thanks for all of the thoughts and advice. Gas, you're so right about that nepotism, too. I When I went back, like I wanted to teach again the next year, potentially, but I wanted to be an aide. And one of the kindergarten teachers needed a replacement for his, his aide got a new job, so they needed to replace him. And he straight up told administration that he wanted me to be it. And they're like, no, we already got it. It's this second grade teacher's cousin who's never taught, has no experience. And I had been teaching for 10 years and already worked in the building and already knew. I was like, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. So first off, I mean, we kind of responded to every single sentence as we read it. So it's hard to even tell you. You know, it's so funny. Today I read. So I'm like a big Caesar person, right? I don't know if you know anything about Julius Caesar, but basically he was the emperor of Rome. He, you know, Italy was, Rome was 90% poor people and 10% rich. And he was like, hey, and there was a civil war. And he basically told the poor people like, I'll do everything in my power to make your lives better. He got them jobs. He took land from the rich people and gave it to the poor. He paid the soldiers well. So everyone loved him, you know, and he was really well loved. And then he got stabbed 23 times by all the Senate, which were the rich people, because they felt like he was like betraying the poor people. Uh, He was betraying the rich by like taking away their land and things like that. That's why they kill him. And so anyway, that was pretty much the whole lesson of today. It took me 50 minutes to get through that sentence because with every word, I'm like, oh, wait, wait, wait. But let me tell you who killed him. So Brutus, okay, Brutus was like his main boy. And then I'm explaining to the kids how Brutus did it. And then Brutus like betrayed. And the kids are like, you just tell us what happened. Because I just kept stopping. I'm like, and then he, he raised the pay. He took land from the rich people. Okay. But before he took the land from the rich people, he did. And they're like, we get it. Please stop. Just stop. But I get excited. You know, like my co-teacher is like, you are so into Caesar. <laughs> She's like, it's really crazy. And you did all of it in this costume. Oh, I dressed like this all day. I left my house this morning. Lucy actually asked for a costume of her own. She said, can I have that one? I said, no, it's too big. She said, can you get me a baby one? Well. I said, okay. Apples and trees. At least I know one of my kids is cool. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) They're going to listen back to this one day and be like, God, I got another good email for you. I haven't read this one yet. All it's, the title is, Gasper is a wise man. All right. I'm going to please forward that to my wife. 
Hey, Joe and Gasper. Happy New Year. I'm a middle school reading and math intervention teacher and in a small town in Southeast Kansas. I have been teaching for over 25 years. Joe, I discovered you on Instagram and have been listening to you forever. And Gasper, I think you're the absolute best and I love you two together. Oh, thank you. I was putting away my Christmas decorations this morning before Epiphany, so my Italian family, I'm sure, will not be happy with me. And I noticed the name of one of the wise men is, in fact, Gasper. I heard you guys talking about this on a previous episode, and I was almost positive that it was true, so I just have to prove this to you. Thank you for your content. I listen and watch every week and hope to come see you guys in person one day. I just love you, Dina. And also, Dina included a picture of her Gasper the Wise Man figurine, which I'm pretty sure my grandparents had the same one. I mean, listen, if you're Italian, you have that in your house somewhere. The the wise men. So there was a, oh man, I, I'm going to butcher this story. I'm about to call my mom. Oh shit. Because, oh, God. because my mom wrote a book once called My Name is Gasper or something like that. It was like a children's book. And my mom's an author. So she has a bunch of books out, mm -hmm. which we'll, we'll plug one day on the show because she's re-releasing one of them. So when she re-releases it, we'll talk about it. My mom wrote a book. I don't remember the exact name, but I was a kid. It was called like, My Name is Gasper or something like that. And in the end of the book, she's like, and you know, and that's why I named my son Gasper. But that's not really why my dad's name. I don't remember the exact story. She's going to call me right now as she's listening to this point and be like, you butchered the story. But anyway, <laughs> she, they, we went to like midnight mass on Christmas Eve. Did you ever go to that? Oh, yeah. Torture. And, but as a kid, it's cool. Cause you're like, yo, I'm staying up till midnight. But like in hindsight, I would never want to go to midnight mass ever again. Uh, uh, no. But at the end of mass, I was falling asleep and then the priest made me get up. And he's like, we actually have our very own Gasper in the, in the congregation today. And he made me get up and I waved or something. And he was like, Gasper, but I was named after my dad, my grandpa, you know, not my grandpa, but my great grand. Like there's a whole bunch of Gaspers, my nephews, my kids, everyone's get like the George Foreman's. But that, but I had to like get up and wave to everybody and be like, yep, that's my name. Also, another funny story. Do you know I was an altar server? Really? I'm not surprised. I was, I was an altar server. Actually, I kind of dressed exactly like I'm wearing right now with the robe. I was an altar server and my first mass ever, the two other altar servers didn't come. And I was by myself for my first ever mass. And I was so nervous. I was holding the book the holy book, you know, the gospel. And I dropped the Bible. it. I dropped it while the priest was reading it. Cause I was shaking so much. And he just was so calm. He's like, pick it up. Don't worry. This is Gasper's first mass. I turned, I like waved. Everyone went clapped. They were like, good job, sweetie. But the only reason I really wanted to be an alt server was because if I went to Catholic school, if you were an alt server in the school, you got pulled on when they had funerals and I would get pulled for funerals and I would work them during the day. So I would get out of class and then I would get tips at the end. Oh. Would, people would tip the altar servers. Very nice. I, at our church, when I was in Catholic school and also when I was not in Catholic school, the churches that I went to, they ever do this at yours? Where, so you bring down the body and oh, yeah, blood and of gifts. Christ down the aisle, but it's the priest, it's the altar servers, and they would like pick a family to do it. Do you know what I'm talking about? 
Yeah, we would always have some randoms bringing like, it up. Yeah, so and uh, like they'd give this to like just some churchgoer. Well, I was never an altar boy, so I always was like, when are they going to pick us? Like, when is my family? When are we going to get to bring it down? <laughs> doing it all right. Years, years. This is going on for years. I'm like 10, maybe 11 at this point. And my friend and her family, who never go to church, decided they were going to come to our church one random Sunday, and they got picked to do it. And I was fucking pissed. I was like, seriously, God and Jesus and Joseph and Mary and probably the camels? Can you pick her? And I've been coming to this every Sunday for years. I was done. I was so did you done. Ever end up getting picked? Never. I never did it to this day. I never did it. But you know what's so funny, Gasper, is my dad. Did I tell you my dad works at a church now? Like his retirement job is he's like the maintenance guy of a church. Good for him. Did I tell you this? I didn't know that. No. Are they very holy, your parents? No. Oh. No, no. My, my mom's very religious. He's My mom's really Eucharistic not. minister. No shit. She gives out the bread. So my dad has kind of like, we'll say he's had the second coming of the Lord, I guess, where he's like kind of a little bit back into it now. His brother's not doing great. So it's kind of giving him solace, which I'm good for you. Right. I'm not, I'm not, it's not my thing mm. clearly. And so he's got the priest as our age. So I keep, I keep telling my dad, I'm going to like bust up. His name's Father Jim. I keep telling my dad, I'm going to bust up in church one day when he doesn't expect it. And I'll be like, yo, Jimmy, what's up? Let's pop that blood of Christ, baby. Let's go. Let's go. And my dad's like, <laughs> please don't. Cause I know there's some seriousness in this conversation. I'm like, yes, I will. But listen to this. The priest told my dad that his favorite comedian is John Christ, who I know you don't know, but he like kind of started as sort of a, like, I guess, what what would you call a Bible comedian? A holy comedian? I, I guess, or like a, a like Christian comedian? Gospel come? I don't know. It kind of started Wait, it's sort of like that. Gospel music. Gospel no. music or Christian rock. Chris, so Christian, Christian comic. Christian comic. So there we go. Okay. He doesn't curse, he, I'm assuming. It, no, it's crystal clean, but it's sort of like started like that. Now it's evolved into other things too. But he told my dad, he's like, yeah, that's my favorite comedian. And I was like, oh. So I gave my dad like other clean comics for him to watch who he might like. I was like, we're going to ease this dude into this. Ease him into the way of the and Lord. And then have your dad bring him to one of your shows so he could be appalled. I'm like, so I've never asked, but I wanted, I always want to be like, dad, does he know your son is like, does this for a living? No, not that. He knows I'm a comic. I know he knows I'm a um, comic, but I don't think he knows that his son likes other people's sons. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you do? Yeah. Shocking. But yeah, not, I, oh, I do have, some, I have one more funny thing to tell you. Oh yeah. Go ahead. So we're like doing our makeshift family Christmases because I wasn't able to do it. And yesterday I was with all my cousins and all their kids. And one of them's a freshman in high school now. And she goes to she goes to Catholic school and they're doing a I don't want to give too much information away, but they're doing this. She's in the musical. Right. And it's a Disney musical. And she told me that their theater director told them that there's under Disney contract, there's no gender bending of the characters. So you can't, you can't change a boy character to then like be Bill like can't the girl. Be Bill. 
Right. You can't do that shit. <laughs> you can't do that. No, no, no. Wait, um, as per, like so it's the, a school play, but Disney can't said. be a mug. Like, that's what we got to do. The, the school told the, them, the school told the kids that under Disney contracts, you can't gender bend the characters. So when you do a show in high school, I just don't know how it works. When you do a show in high school, you have to get permission from Disney to do the show? Oh, yeah. You got to buy the rights to the show to do the show anywhere. Community theater, regional theater, high schools, all of it. You got to buy the how rights to How much does do it cost? It. I actually, I think it depends on like the show. Like obviously a way less popular show is going to cost less. But yeah, you got to buy the rights to it. And then are there rules? Like can, like can someone do rent? Yes. Or because it's like on Broadway, it can't be done. Oh, if it's on, rent is not on Broadway now. No, I'm just saying, I don't know why I said rent. I actually did rent in high school. We no had No shit. Yeah, they had wait, it wait, hold, high school. Just hold, hold it, hold it. Because I want to get into that. But it, the if it's on Broadway or it's touring, the rights are not up for purchase because obviously they don't want all these other high schools yeah, and things yeah. doing that play when you can buy tickets to go see like the real thing or whatever. So oh, anyway, yeah, they, they told the kids no gender bending of the rules that I was, I told her, I go, Oh, you know, that's, I go probably because you go to Catholic school and she kind of like awkwardly giggled, like, <laughs> like hinting, like they don't like my kind bitch. <laughs> when you, how old were you when you went to Catholic school? You went to elementary school Catholic? Yeah, I went to elementary Catholic school up until third grade. And then oh, so we, my parents, we moved and there was a public school being built literally in my backyard. So they were like, what are we doing here? Like, yeah, no. what? yeah, what's the point? So, yeah, I went from K to eight Catholic. Wow. And then like my parents were like, all right, now you're going to go to like a public, a Catholic high school. So there was two Catholic high schools. Both were all boys. I boys. said, mom, dad, I, it's all boys is not for me. I said, I need to kind of be around women. I like that. And so they were like, also like I played football at the time. Cause at the time I was just like a regular height person, you know? So like oh, I played, <laughs> I played football. So I was like, Oh, like I want to play football. So I, I auditioned for a public high school. I tried out for the football team and I got on through football. Cause it wasn't even my zone school. And I got in through football. But then once I started playing football, I was like, fuck this. Cause like everyone was huge. And so I, I did the plays. Then I got into acting and I did the plays and then I was like pretty good at that. And I wasn't pretty good at football. So I was like, all right, I'll just stick with the plays. Were you in so, rent? No. All right. So I was in my first year, I was in uh, Jekyll and Hyde, but I don't sing. And it was Me a musical. Either. So yeah. I was in, a, oh, when I, I was tell a, you some shit. when I was a sophomore, I was in Arsenic and Old Lace. I don't know if Love. you remember that. That's a good one. So, and I was a police officer in that as a sophomore and I have the whole cast was seniors and I was in it. And then like, then there was the musical in the spring. It was Jekyll and Hyde. I didn't sing. So I was just like a regular Walker whatever. Person. Then yeah. like I was, the, it was the nerd and I was the nerd. And then, and then the music, I don't remember what, oh, and then there was another play my senior year, the director and I were close and he was like, we're going to make a play. And we called it the misadventures of Arlecchino. And I was Arlecchino. And it was basically just like a series of like weird mini short clips, like plays. And I was, I was uh, in it. I was just like, in, I played like a fool in every scenario, but it was like a five minute play of one thing. And Arlecchino like walked down the street and like an apple fell on his head and he got knocked unconscious. But like all this weird shit, but I fell out of a window in one of the plays in real life. I fell out the window and I got a concussion and wow. I, don't I don't even remember the end of the play. I got up and I just was like, 
in a daze and I did the play and it was great. They Were say you supposed I, to fall out the window. I was supposed to like lean far out the window and I fell and it was like, everyone laughed. So I was like, this is great, but I didn't know where I was. And then I had to go to like a concussion doctor. And then I did any get your gun and I was chief sitting bull or whatever, which now Sounds probably not really great. I, we did the same now thing. Probably, we did Aida. <laughs> we were a school full of white kids. Yeah, I was a white Italian, completely in Native American gear, walking around, like making all these. In hindsight, they're probably all like super offensive. Yeah, super 2007 offensive. was a year. <laughs> but like they said, like, I remember like there was a part I still remember. It was like how like the natives, the natives said how as like a hello. And I say how and they all go, how? Like everyone's confused. And I go, are you doing? And I shake everybody's hands. But like looking back, like I wonder if that's, I don't know. It would never happen. It was a different time, everyone. It was. It was a different we time. Lived in a different, this is how much of a different time we lived in. In my public My high school, school director put me all on it. I was a minor. My <laughs> so senior just, year, I, we did Children of Eden, which is literally the musical version of the Bible. Guess who I played? God, Jesus, God, I played God. <laughs> and there was like a controversy in the, in the town. Cause like God was played by a gay kid and it was kind of oh. like, not a good I guess thing. that's small and, town America, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I also couldn't sing and this show's like a friggin' opera. So I was doing it the whole time. And I was like, <laughs> my friends still <laughs> hate on me for it. I'm like, wait uh -uh. a second. Well, I think one I of my really it. good friends who was in it, you might've met her. She's the opera singer. She told you me this did, story. You did, Anne. Yeah, my friend. Now, what a, the girl who played opposite me is literally now a professional opera singer who's doing very, very, very well in the opera world. Shout out Anne Toomey if you guys are into opera. And yeah, that's who I was up. Like It's like, okay, listen to this fucking angel sing with her pipes crafted from the Lord himself. Then listen to me. <laughs> like it was bad. And why had, did that woman ever do that to me? That was some <laughs> bullshit. Like she should have hired someone to play that role. She might've been progressive. And she was like, I want to start a trend in this town. She was very progressive. She spelled woman with a Y. Cause she told us no man is a part of a woman. So where did the Y go? I'm just confused. <laughs> w, <laughs> it was W-O-M-Y-N, woman. I had a solo in middle school. I couldn't sing, but I was the only boy not shy. So they so needed a the solo song. and they gave me a song and I had one line and I fucked it up. It was like, it was like the girls were like, la, 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 la. And then it came to me and I was like, red is the color of a... A lollipop. I just said it. Wrong. <laughs> it was just like, and I just, I just spoke it. I was like, red is the color of a lollipop. And like, my mom still makes fun of me to this day. She's like, like my line was like, yellow is the color of a daisy drop. And I was <laughs> like, red's a lollipop. Listen what? to him try and sing. <laughs> I can't sing. I know. Yeah, the color of I can't daisy either. I can't sing at all. Wait, my music teacher it. told me Stop it. I needed a glass of water. We're too far. Did in Rent, when they did Rent at your high oh. school, was the trans character actually a boy playing the drag queen girl? I'm going to be honest. I really don't remember. I That's wasn't in bullshit. it. bullshit. You got to pay attention to details. No, I wasn't okay. in it. I wasn't You're in it because by that, <laughs> by that point, I was already <laughs> a, I was already out. I want to say I was in college. So I guess. Oh, your high like, school did it. I got, I got that you. My high I school you. did it. Cause I remember thinking like, 
holy shit, that's like pretty risque. Think, you know, like as a high school, mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. like, you know, it's so funny too. This has nothing to do with anything, but my, I used to like, before we moved over the summer, for those of you who have listened to the podcast, like you've heard my whole moving experience. I used to live in a semi-attached house. So once in a while, my neighbor was like this older Italian woman. She always cook and it would just like waft through the pipes of our house. And it would be like, oh, that smells so good. And now I don't get that anymore. But I guess my wife is cooking right now because oh. um, we need to eat dinner. And the house just smells so good right now. I'm coming so, over. You should. Okay, we got we got another email. And this one. All right, let's I'm, read because there's five minutes left and we haven't read any emails. We're sorry, guys. We tried. I haven't read this. I haven't read this email. I kind of skimmed it. And they've they have made some very interesting things bold. So I'm going to read it. I don't know <laughs> if we're going to air it because I don't know which direction it takes. But I think we should read it. Okay, I'm with it. Hey, y'all. I love the podcast so much. I listen to it during my hour commute and seriously look forward to it every single week. I saw y'all when y'all came to Providence, Rhode Island a few months back. And let me tell you, I was crying because I was laughing so hard during the show. Thank you. So let me tell you a crazy story that happened to me when I was teaching in North Carolina. I was a newish high school art teacher and volleyball coach. I would sometimes have students staying afterwards to work on their art projects. And since my classroom was controlled, with the other art teacher's classroom. She would just keep an eye out for students while I was coaching after school. Well, one morning I came back to my classroom after I had a couple of students in my room the day before while I ran volleyball practice and found a sticky note on my laptop. It read, Mrs. Blank, stroke my cock that ass hot and tight. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I guess these words are so I'm so tone deaf to them now at this point. I was immediately horrified and upset and crying and ran over to the other art teacher's room and showed her the note and asked what to do next. Long story short, after teaming up with the SRO, I don't know what that is, looking Probably, at security i don't know looking at the handwriting samples from the student questioning the probable student we figured out who wrote the note surprisingly enough that student was suspended for 10 days the crazy part was is that i still had to have that student in my class for the next month until the semester ended because my admin wouldn't put them in another class for just one month It was awful. Anyways, now it's a joke between my close friends and I because the fact that he said to stroke my cock, such a weird verb to be choosing. LOL. And also how my butt was described as being hot and tight, which now a few years later and after having a few kids probably is a little closer to lukewarm and slack. (laughs) 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 That was so good. Anyway, I love the podcast and hearing y'all's crazy story. Thanks so much for keeping us teachers and everyone else laughing during these crazy times. Another fan friggin' tastic email. That's what I'm talking about. I have questions though. <laughs> yeah. I'm shocked that did she say where she was from? Rhode Island, right? She said Providence, but she when she was doing this, she was oh. teaching in North Carolina. So I think she might be a little southern because she's using y'all. I cannot believe that number one, that they would go through the extent to f- that handwriting analysis. Oh, Gasper, like you would. You know you would. I would I too. just 
You know how many penises I find drawn on things? I'm never like, let's see who would have drew this penis. Yeah, but no one's saying they want to fuck you. Yeah, I guess it's different. You're right, you're right. Because if then that's like a real thing where you got to be like kind of nervous about. Well, I mean, let's be real. Like, okay, someone said this the other day. They're like, so I read on Twitter, they were like, if the ants in my driveway ever put it together and work together, they could totally just devour my body. I'm like, yeah, same with the class of kids. Like if that little asshole got a little, like his brain started working the wrong way, he could do some shit to the teacher. No, That's I, crazy. I agree. All right, that's fine. My second thing is I cannot believe someone gets suspended for 10 days for that. That's a lot. As they fucking should. I'm yeah, done but, with this bullshit where kids don't get in trouble for be I'm surprised up. they didn't just give the kid candy. No shit. No shit, dude. I, oh God. My blood is boiling. I'm feeling it in my veins. I hate it. This back to that person who wrote that was like, Joe, you seem so angry on the podcast. Sometimes <laughs> some shit gets under my skin. I'm a person too. I'm a person too, Bethany. All right. Well, with that, thank you guys all. For <laughs> we got through three emails. That's impressive. That's more than hey, we've gotten through in a while. Go Joe, us. Actually, Joe, I want to show you something before we go. My toga, oh, you'll appreciate this. Oh, so shit. my toga is actually, I hemmed it myself. Hey, right? look at you. No, no, let's, let's look at what it. What a first. good ally. Yeah. I had to hem it. I used a stapler. Oh, right, Casper, you're. I know so, you, this is a swivel chair. You're, this this so thing is about to go viral. I just stapled all the different spots that needed it to go up, so it's just stapled in different oh. spots. So everyone at work today's like, "Yo, good job hemming that." I'm like, way to be too short. They were like, "Why don't you just cut it with a scissor if you're just gonna make it look like shit and staple it?" <laughs> so my toga is hemmed with staples <laughs> hey you guys thanks for listening to the social studies podcast we love hearing from you please if you can leave us a five star review on apple Podcasts with some kind words as a nice little review message there that'd be great and if you're listening on you if you're watching on youtube rather write in the comments we love we read them to each other all the time we text each other about them all the time and always we need your crazy stories has some wild shit happened to you doesn't matter if life, it's in the period. class in your yeah. life period we had said doesn't matter if it's if you're a teacher or not we want to hear from some crazy nurse stories we want to hear from construction workers we want to hear from veterinarians and vegetarians write us tell us that crazy shit write us legal emails proof at writers legal proof writers we want to hear from you work at the dmv we don't give a shit you're an accountant you're a urinal a ural a urinalis dialysis Bialysis. And a phlebotomist. And a phlebotomist. I have a story about a phlebotomist for next time. The social studies podcast at gmail.com. Write us your crazy shit. We'd love to talk about it. And as always, thanks for listening to the podcast. We wouldn't have it without you guys. you guys. We love you. And we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.